0: What is up, Boston Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 307. It's a live stream edition. Uh, I couldn't find anybody to uh, do a pod with me today, and we're kind of under the weather after an accident uh, on Friday morning. I'll talk about that later. Uh, But this episode 307 is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Please go to BetOnline.ag and use that promo code CLNS50. We would certainly appreciate that. Lots of things to talk about. This Boston Bruins team is an absolute wagon. And um, I thought this would be a great time to get together with some uh, some passionate uh, Boston Bruins fans like myself and kind of talk about where we are um, right around the quarter mark of the, uh, of the 2022-23 campaign. And um, I just want to uh, just mention to everybody that this is an open forum. So please uh, use the uh, live chat type in a question i'll i'll be happy to answer it and if i can't i'll let you know but uh this is just a fun boston bruins discussion um so hopefully you guys get involved because it keeps the the more questions i get and the more i search through for um for content the longer the program goes so um so for those of you that are here already thank you very much for tuning in i truly appreciate it the support has uh, been overwhelming our Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company is is growing rapidly. I'd say, um, and I'm really proud of everybody that uh, that puts in a solid effort. Facebook user, hello, what's up? Uh, for for those who are using Facebook, um, if you could sign in so I can see your name, or you can say uh, Mike from Newfoundland and then your question, and I'll know it. So. Just to get everybody, I'd like to, uh you know, hear the face, uh, see the, the names of the people that are, that are coming in. Stu's Bass Culture, what's up, Stu? Five to one, yeah, man, what a game yesterday! Just an absolute, unbelievable game. Some of these games that are coming up are going to be real big tests for the Boston Bruins, uh, especially tomorrow night when uh, Bruce Cassidy comes back into town, and you know, two new coaches to two new teams doing battle with each other. So. Should be interesting to see how that outcome goes along and to see if this team can go 15 and 0. I mean, what a wagon at home! And to do it in front of your own fans that, that, that the um, the sellout streak continues. I, th- I think it's at like 500 some odd games. I thought I heard Jack rambling about that last night, but um, yeah, just uh, to go 15 and 0 and against a you know a team like uh the Vegas Golden Knights, then I'm all for it. Uh, some some news. It's not showing you. Uh, Angie, what's up, Angie? I love Angie. She is from Newfoundland. Always a great supporter. Uh, and an amazing per- person. And yes, I, I will be taking interns. Uh, it's a private joke between her and I, but I'm sure she'll get it. No, I'm, unfortunately, it's not showing your name, Angie. It's just saying Facebook user. So I mean, we do have a, a YouTube channel. Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, if you want to go over there and sign in on a Google account, and that way I'll be able to see everybody's name. But regardless, uh, if you can just say your name, if you're, if you're a Facebook user. Gun and Granny, what up, Bo? Thank you for uh, stopping over and uh, joining this Boston Brewers Hockey Talk. I appreciate your support on the Twitter and everything else. You're an amazing person. Um, Angie is going over to... The uh, our official YouTube channel, which uh please, if you if you're here and you're on YouTube, please subscribe. We'd certainly appreciate that. It does us a great service. If you subscribe and hit the notification bell and uh everything that's coming out new, we're trying to revamp our, our YouTube channel. That's why we've been kind of dormant for the last month. Uh, we got a couple of things that are going on. So uh we'll, you know, it's we, we're bringing on a, a new person to to run certain things because I'm not. I'm not uh, very good with the technology. So uh we're 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 hiring people to do uh, multiple things over here at BNG. And might as well take the opportunity to say that if anybody does like writing about the Boston Bruins or any level of their minor pro uh system, prospects worldwide, Bruins History, Bruins alumni, any of that stuff. It's, it's black and gold related, it's all welcome here at BNG. So uh, reach out to Block and Gold Productions, LLC, at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email and a cover letter. I would certainly appreciate that. And we'll see what we can do to get you on our platform that is that is growing. And we're getting – we this year we just got NHL credentials. So we have been up into the ninth floor at TD Garden. Um, I'm a regular down at uh, Providence and the AHL Bruins. And I, I kind of – I haven't been going as much, but I do head up to Maine. Uh, to check out the um, the Bain Mariners, the ECHL affiliate. So uh, plenty of things to talk about. I'm all teed up on uh, stuff to talk about the Providence Bruins. I'm all teed up on talking about the Boston Bruins. But I do want to talk about a very big addition that's coming to the program next week in Episode 308. And that is a new primary host. Steve Forney is joining the black and gold, uh, hockey podcast and black and gold production sports media company as the new host of this program. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just taking a step back. Uh, so some other people can can take the agenda and, and they can plow through a two hour program. So, um, you know, I, I just, I'm not good at, I'm not good at taking the puck up the, I'm a goaltender, so I'm not good at taking the puck up the ice and, and, You know, I just want somebody that's a little more that speaks a little better than I do to, you know, to to drive the agenda. And I think Steve is a very, very good person. Steve is um, uh, formerly the Boston Bruins PA announcer. So when you hear goals and penalties and and all that fun stuff from above, that was Steve uh, last year. Obviously, he stepped back um, uh, to take to be a, a good family guy and spend more time with his kids and his wife out in Western Mass. Um, so I'm I'm pumped to have Steve on. He's excited. He's going to be on next week. We were thinking about doing it this week, but I do want to go over like how we do things here and so on. So I'm really pumped. Yes, Angie, I'm warming up that seat at TD Garden. All right. Um, let's get to some of these questions. Oh, real quick, uh, before we do the questions, I do want to mention that the Boston Bruins alumni played in a a very important game. They're all important. They are important. I'm not, I'm not saying this one is above anything else, but uh, uh, when they do, um, you know, charity events and so on and raise money for, for stuff like that, uh, it's a kudos to those guys. They, they not only did they put the black and gold on in a career as a national hockey leaguer, but they're doing great things for the community around New England, wherever they make stops. Yesterday was a warrior ice arena. And, um, it was the, uh, the Warrior for Life Fund at the Warrior Ice Arena in Brighton, Massachusetts. And the game was in the name of Nathan Hardy, a New Hampshire resident who, who passed away in battle. Um, so, uh, great event. Zidane O'Chara, Kevin Miller, Ray Bork, uh, Andrew Raycroft. There was a real good lineup there at the Warrior Ice Arena yesterday uh, to battle the, um, the Warrior for Life Fund uh, team. And uh, they beat the Boston Bruins alumni last year, so it was a little bit of redemption yesterday. And yes, the Boston Bruins uh, did come out with a with a victory, so it was really cool. And um, and please, uh, you know, if you can, if you if they're in your in your neighborhood or area, uh, please check these guys up because it's all for a great cause, and it's a, it's a pretty entertaining hockey game too. And you might get to meet some uh, some of your former um, Boston Bruins alumni or greats that you grew up watching like me. I'm an old man, so I I know the uh the Borks, the Ceminadis and all those guys. Angie says, are the alumni going to be touring in Canada? Now that COVID is over. Um miss them coming through. We'd love to catch up. I'm not sure but I can look into that for you, Angie. I'll definitely um make a note of that right now. Sorry. Oh I do want to mention okay. What you just saw is a sudden movement and it affected the side of me. So on Friday morning, getting ready for work because I was fashionably late as usual, I fell down my stairs and I landed on my left side. And um, the good news is nothing's broken or nothing's punctured. But I did severely tear a muscle that any freaking movement I make is just so like painful Sometimes talking is is uh, is a little painful. Breathing is okay. I'm I'm breathing fine and so on. But oh, dude, I felt bad. Uh, the the socks won the wooden stairs episode of uh, of that uh, massive failure Friday morning. I uh, yeah, my my. The people at work probably are not happy with me for not showing up Friday, but I could not move. I haven't been able to move for like two days. This is the most movement I've done in a couple of days as I try to prepare to go back to work tomorrow. All right, let's get back to some of these. Uh, Freddie is showing up this year. Yeah. Trent Frederick is Um, it, it, that's from uh, uh gun and granny. Um, Yeah. It's good to see, you know, and I, I do understand some of the hate that this guy gets and so on. He does take some stupid penalties, but he's a young player. I I don't harp on him. Like so many others do. There's a, there's a a certain amount of this fan base that really gets on him for, for like those stupid penalties. And I, I totally get it, but I, I see past that. I see the talent that that I saw at, at, at Wisconsin, I've seen in the U.S. National Program, and I've seen in Providence. And and that's what I build off of because I know his offensive capabilities are definitely there. He's got an NHL release, no doubt. But uh, it's just I don't understand why he's not putting it all together in the NHL. But we're seeing it now. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there was a a change of scenery behind the bench that needed to be done for players like uh, Trent Frederick to really, you know, show up and and show the fans that – He's not just, a, um, you know, a bum or, or a bust and so on. I know he was picked in the first round and so on. And people really gravitate to that all the time, that you shouldn't be a first rounder and producing that that little points and playing on the fourth line. Hey, it happens. The, the league's full of mistakes like that. So, And I'm not even going to bring up a mistake that the Bruins had not too long ago because I'm sick and tired of hearing about that. Uh, Jason Larade. I got to start highlighting these up. It's been a while since I've done a live stream. Uh, he says, what's the bigger surprise, Felino level of play or Frederick being on pace for 20 goals this season? Great question, Jason. I uh, Man, that's tough. I mean, can I have a tie? I mean, I'd take them both. I, I just really think that Nick Felino's leadership on the bottom six of this Boston Bruins team has really opened up not only his eyes, because I, I was not a Felino guy last year, You know, I I get the leadership and so on and why he was here. Berge calls him and blah, blah, blah. But what he's done to the lower levels of this offensive uh, juggernaut, let's just say, has been surprising. And I I, I don't know. I want to say it's him, but I also want to say that a lot of this has to do with Jim Montgomery and the new message that's coming from behind the bench, the new kind of system. Uh, I know that the the defensive system tries t- tries to stay with the Boston Bruins throughout history, but when a new guy comes in, there's there's different tweaks and so on. But I just think that that Montgomery is allowing his players to have just a little more leash there, you know. And when he makes mistakes, when people make mis- when players make mistakes, it's not just I'm going to bench you. It's they he gives them the opportunity to go out one or two shifts and correct that. If you don't get it by then, then I can then the benching happens. But uh I just like the way that he's allowing them to this offensive juggernaut, saying it again, to be more creative. And I don't think that I don't think Cassidy had that in this team uh in the 6 years that he had that he was here or he had it for the first 3 and kind of tailed off towards the last three of his uh tenure in Boston. But that's just my opinion on that. I, I really like what I'm seeing from uh veterans and younger players on this team. I mean, who saw C- Connor Clifton leading the team in block shots and in uh, hits? I did not see that. I did not I honest to God, I saw Connor Clifton probably losing his job to an anti Anton Strawman, who I was absolutely against uh signing. But Obviously, Connor Clifton's play lately has pushed uh, a veteran like Anton Stroman on uh, down to Providence. Uh, remains to be seen if he'll go down there and uh, and and show up or report or whatever. Gun toting granny, happy birthday! Thank you very much, uh, Bo. I really appreciate that. I want to just give a huge shout out to everybody who's reached out. Facebook um, Mastodon, I'm on there now, which is kind of weird. Uh, and I'm not afraid of losing Twitter. That, that's just, I don't know. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Mastodon, uh, emails and, uh, and text messages. You guys have been amazing. It's been a, a great day. I didn't want to stop my birthday weekend off with, uh, with a busted side. Um, uh, but, um, no, it was good. It was good. And, uh, uh, happy to be talking Boston Bruins today with, with all you guys. I already talked about that. Who's playing goalie for the alumni? I'm not sure. Um, it's not Andrew Raycroft, and it's not a lot of the goalies from back in the day don't play net. Um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the goalies play forward. Edited says best third line in the league. I have to agree. I got to agree. Um, Charlie Coyle just kind of. He, he leads the way by his puck possession skills on that line. And then anybody besides him really compliment. I know Frederick has been a real, uh, has been really good on that side. And, and whoever has been on the other side, like, uh, Greer or anybody else, it's just been, they fit in nicely. And, um, I like, I, I like Charlie Coyle where he's sitting at now. I call him Charlie goal scorer, man. I'm seeing a really early, uh, surgeons in his, uh, in his, Offensive uh, capabilities, especially when he gets close to the net, because he's just got that knack to back the goalie up and, like, take bar down freaking opportunities all the time. Matt Hunt. What's up, Matt? Thanks for jumping in the stream. Love Freddie's game at the minute. What a game he had last night, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was great, you know. I think that was his best game in, in his career. Um, you know, two, two, uh, two goals. You know, I just think he's he's really more engaged Um, and kind of I don't know. I don't consider it a shot uh, at Cassidy or his coaching style, but I just like the message that I'm hearing from from um, from players, whether I'm at TD Garden as a media member or 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 reading a lot of the great articles that are put out from the fantastic Bruins writers, uh, you know, in Boston. But you know, it's it, it's a change in work environment that have seemingly got everybody really motivated. You know, so it, it's all this is just great. I mean, I've never I didn't see this happening at all when when Kevin O'Keefe hosted the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and Dom Tiano uh, co-hosted the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We were all talking about during the off season. We were all saying basically, I think we can hold water. We can stay up to our stashes and not like breathe in the. Uh, the, uh, the H2O. But this team just came right out of the gate, minus the players that they had on, on the shelf with uh, Marchand and McAvoy and Grislick and all these other types of players and and did what they had to do just to plow through. And then now we're getting these teams back. We're pretty much all healthy. I think the only person that's got an injury right now is Craig Smith. And, you know, at, please ask questions about what we're going to do with the cap. I, I'm not a capologist, but... You know, we could definitely talk about it. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on it. But this team just became a wagon. I mean, we're sitting right here at, at twenty three games played, at twenty three and zero with forty points. The goal differential is absolutely ridiculous. It's a league best plus forty four. The offense is definitely coming from all levels of of this uh, this lineup, and it's great to see. You know, that's what. That's what gets you to the promised land. That's what gets you through playoffs is, is putting the puck in the net often, but also playing with that gritty style. I know I I kicked and screamed a lot with some Bruins fans in the past, but I get it. I do understand that that plays a huge role. Uh, But at the end of the game, it's the, it's the, the team with the most goals, uh, you know, captures that glory. Prayers to you. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate it. I'll get better. My fiance washed our floors using pledge one day and I stood up and fell backwards and slammed my head. I know your pain. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. uh, The way our uh, staircase is, is it's not straight down. It's an old tradition. This is an old house, really old house. I mean, I think this house was built in the late 1700s or early 1800s, but the stairway goes down and then it turns. So, I don't even know what the hell I was doing, but I made that turn. And all of a sudden I just, I saw my feet going above my head and I'm like, Oh shit. And then bam, right on the left side, got up immediately, sat down, took a couple huge deep breaths. Wife's like ready to call nine one one. It was kind of, it's kind of messed up, but yeah, uh, I'm just glad to be up and somewhat moving around. Uh Scott. First shard. Thank you, Scott, for joining the stream. I truly appreciate it. Mark, there's been trade rumor talk the past week involving Smitty and Riley. Sweeney wants to make space for Fulbert. I read there's a likely trade coming within the next couple of days. What is needed? Interesting. Uh, Fulbert is already in the lineup. So what? Evan Gold is doing um, right now is he's massaging the salary cap. So it's a, it's a daily effort for him and Don Sweeney to get to a number that's compliant with the, the league regulations. Um, So when Smitty gets healthy, then we're going to get back to kicking the can down the road and figuring out what do we do now? Um, Is this the type of area that we take Smitty back and kind of wave a player like Yakov's um, who in my opinion, I thought he had a great camp and he's shown some signs of life this season, but just no consistency in my opinion. And I'm a big borrow guy. I really am. But when you need to look at the salary cap and be compliant, you need to look at all, all, all situations. Um, so if they want to get Smithy back in the lineup, yeah, I don't know. Trade stuff. Yes, I could see Smitty being traded, but it's really the narrative around the Boston Bruins fandom is you're going to have to sweeten that, and I'm not I'm I'm not in line with giving away draft picks. Uh, we do have uh, the best team in the in the NHL right now, but our prospect pool still needs to be replenished. I don't care if it's a five or a six. Um, you know, we need those prospects to rebuild and so on. And in my opinion, yes, the rankings on these articles from The Athletic and all these other, um, you know, great outlets that do prospect rankings are absolutely true when they when they're ranked up high. But if you look at what the Boston Bruins have and Ryan Mujanel particularly has down in Providence, those are the cards that are dealt. He's getting the best results out of what we have right now, the merkulovs the top down there. I know he's on an AHL contract only, but damn that kid is having an exciting rookie season. And I called it during the offseason when I wrote an article about how big he could have a big season. So lots of exciting stuff going on. I don't know about the trade in the next couple of days. I just think that they're going to like uh, my friend Kiris Nosek. Uh, he says on uh, the, what, what's brewing, um, program that they'll continue to kick the can down the road and see what they can do with the the massaging of the salary cap so i'm not sure if that answered your question completely scott but i do want to say thank you for stopping by because i think this is the first time i've seen your name so and i i reached out to a lot of facebook groups um this morning to see if i can post this on there just to get some more folks involved and so on and i'm glad that a lot of people uh, are, are tuning in. And if you are here and you do want to tell me what group you came from or, or who recommended you, I'd love to hear it. Also, I love hearing where people are coming from. Like, I love hearing Angie's from Newfoundland. And I probably said that wrong, Angie. I'm sure I'm going to get a DM on how to say it. Gail Tarani, how you doing, Gail? I just hacked your name. I want to say a huge thanks to Gail for going and to the uh, Warrior Ice Arena yesterday as a media member, credential media member, covering the uh, uh, Bruins alumni game. So she's going to have some fantastic stuff alongside with uh, Ben Albeer. Uh, he's going to have some uh, articles out about the experience because they both were there as media members. So shout out to, um, to Gail. Truly appreciate the support and working with you. It's been a real pleasure lately. And you've taken the uh the puck and really skated up the ice with uh, uh reaching out to the the um, important members of the alumni and the Boston Bruins organization to get that opportunity. Ooh, Scott says Freddie is a candidate for the Gordie Howe hat trick every game. Yeah, I love it. Angie says Foligno. In my opinion, Freddie's young and growing. Eric, this is an interesting one. Eric says, have to say Almark's rise this year to an elite tendee in the league is a bit of a surprise. A crow eaten here about that signing. You know, I'm going to touch on this one because it's real important for a lot of people to understand. I understand that they're professional hockey players. Excuse me. Coffee. Got the big old coffee here. I do understand that these are hockey players. They have a job and so on. And you're supposed to show up at day one and go to work. And a lot of these guys do that. But a lot of these guys have families. And, you know, regardless if, if all Mark was coming from Buffalo, he's got a wife, he's got a kid or, or two, I think. I'm not totally sure. I think on behind the B I saw two. But those other people in their, in their, in their lives also go through change and so on. So last, uh, last year, excuse me, another freaking sudden movement. Last year, um, Elmark played in 41 games, split it with Jeremy Swayman. I thought it was a great tandem. But I also think that that full season was an adjustment period for him and his family. And and even Andrew Raycroft on the amazing uh, Morning Brew Hockey podcast that he does with, with, um, with Billy Jaffe mentioned the same thing. Players need to have a comfort level. Like wait till they get comfort. Look what I mean. For example, Allmark, Forbert. Look at all the Foligno. You can even put him in there. They're all coming here with an extra year. Um, so the the second years are always the better years because they're they come here. They they just I don't know. It's a long winded way to say it, but when everybody gets relaxed, that's what it is. That's why a lot of people don't. A lot of players, if you if you read the articles and hear the podcast, a lot of players really don't like signing one year deals like those are like the real uh, veterans out there that want to get an extra job, keep working, keep the dream alive and so on. But if you're a, you know, mid career player, you're not looking at one year, you're looking at uh, two, three, four or whatever. But it's important for that first year to be your adjustment, and then come out and and go uh, gangbusters in the second year. And I think that we're seeing that a lot with a lot of players that were recently picked up, whether it be free agent signings or trades. Uh, Kathy Moran, happy birthday! Thank you very much, Kathy. Truly appreciate it. Michael Tripods, what's up, man? Hopefully everything is well. Thanks for following me on Twitter lately. If you have a question, feel free to ask away. Uh Scott comes back. What's it like to share a birthday with Nifty Middleton? Um, pretty good. I I don't have the stunning looks as uh as Nifty does, but um, no, it's pretty cool. It's uh, I always liked Rick when I was growing up. You know, uh, just one of those unbelievably hardworking players that you know he's the he's the type of player that we always look at th- uh, this this time frame. You know. You can, you can skate hard, fast, have creativity, and also bang bodies around. You know, the old style Bruins and so on. Gail comes in with another. My question is, Allmark outside of Boston is not really being talked about in terms of the best current goaltender. Connor Hallebuck has roughly the same GAA, but a lower save percentage, but faces more shots. Yeah, I mean, those two, those two Gale are definitely going to be one and two uh, throughout the season. Um, But yeah, I don't think he's getting talked about much at all either. Um, So, but it's good to have him in the top five of uh, Vizina, Vesna, however you want to say it, trophy candidacy. I just like Almarker the way he's playing this year. Like I said, that comfort level is so huge for players. Jason comes back. I, t- I, taught Clif- I thought Clifton would play this year and walk next summer, but the way he's playing, I wonder if they tried to sign him. So, some things would have to be moved around. Like if Zaboral is not in the picture anymore um, and obviously get rid of and he's not coming back. If there's room to re-sign him, I would. I would. It would be more or less like another. I'd give him a bump. Probably like a 2 million. For two seasons. Uh, and if he continues to play well. Sign him longer term. And, and make him more of a, a fixture on that third pairing. Um, uh, I, I'd definitely keep him around. Gale comes in. Due to the lack of defense in front of him. Unlike Allmark. Do you think Allmark deserves more credit? Oh, you're putting my brain in a mental pretzel Gail. Yeah, I would believe so. I'd believe so. I would think that he's the better goaltender. But when you when you're thinking about how they're ranked and you know, how these awards are done, they're I think it's done by the writers, or is it the general managers or I don't know. I just I I mean Hellebuck's playing really good too. So it's really it's it's a real tough question. Sorry for the long winded answer and probably inaccurate. All right, so Jason, I'm just going right through these. Coyle has more of an edge to his game this year, and it's nice to see. I, I agree. Um, it, it, he always has good possession skills, and I like him there on the third line up the middle. I, am not, I have never been a fan when he moves to the right side, and I know several people, even Dom Tiano said his numbers on the right side aren't that bad. Uh, or the underlying numbers aren't that bad. But for the eye test, I just, I, I, so I see deer in head and headlights, to be honest with you. I like the way he plays up the middle. Um, he plays like a bigger creche, very cerebral. Um, it's not, it's not a very fast pace, but that's why you have good wingers. You know, you have Frederick who who can, who can skate hard and fast. And then you have Smith who can skate uh, hard and Smith when he's on the right side or, or Greer, or whoever, but I just think that I like, I like the way he is up the middle and nowhere else. Oh, interesting question here, because this, this gets brought up all the time. And uh, I do have, I, I really want to elaborate on this a little bit. I do not think they need an enforcer. I think what we have internally can be good in the playoffs. Let's get to the playoffs first And let's see what we have before, you know, it's a remains to be seen scenario, to be honest with you. I don't like the word enforcer because an enforcer to me is a player that is just for the intimidation factor and sits at the end of the bench getting two or three minutes like John Scott did on a regular basis. I want if they're going to go out and address the grittiness and the playoffs and so on, I would rather see the Boston Bruins go out and get a player like, uh, like Greer or, uh, or like uh, Frederick, somebody that has a little bit of everything, not just one dimensional. And I'm here to kick your ass and, and so on. If you take liberties on our player, I'd rather have somebody that's a little more supportive and can play either the penalty kill if needed, or um, you know, that physical presence. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not the best explanation for not needing an enforcer. I understand that you, you want the physicality and so on, but I just want an all-around player and not that that type of player. Sorry, Scott, if that was uh, a little off. Bo says, are the trainers killing chickens in the locker room or doing some other kind of voodoo? I'm not sure about that, uh, Bo, to be honest with you, but what this training staff has done, and and medical staff, you got to give kudos to getting these players back, um, yeah, in the lineup and healthy. I, when when we heard that uh, Brad Marchand was going to have double hip surgery, I I did not see him come back and and be this effective. Um, the hip is your pivot point. It's it, but I mean these guys are athletes. I know I can't cut and skate like Brad. But what he's doing out there and so on is something that I would not think of somebody having double hip surgery, to be honest with you. He looks like he's a hundred percent. Honestly, I don't know if he's a hundred percent because you can come back from hip surgery at say 80%. But if you want to be a hundred percent healthy, you need to take a whole season off. And that's, that's, that's medical fact. And I'm not, I don't go to uh, MIT or or have an article and, uh, New England Journal of Medicine or anything. But when you read other articles and so on about this, like particularly Wayne Simmons from the Philadelphia Flyers back then, when he had the hip surgery, you know, they said he's not going to be 100% unless he could take the whole year off. But he can come back at 80 and 85. Gail comes back with some facts. Sorry, Halibut save percentage is not as good as Allmark's. I didn't know that, Gail. So thank you for uh, uh, giving me a little bit of a lesson. I appreciate that. Ray Lang. What's up, Ray? Thanks for stopping into the stream. I truly appreciate it. He says, I'm excited that they roll four lines. It will keep the top two line fresh uh, all year and in the playoffs, just like 2011. Boy, does this team look so familiar. It really, really does. I, I, I oh, Dare I say this team feels a little better, just a little better. And what could the outcome be at the end of the year? You know, um, I'm getting excited. I, I know my boy Kevin O'Keefe. He's all bored. Like we're going, we're going. I'm a little optimistic, but I feel that I, I get the feeling of, that some people are just like, this is just something that we haven't seen in 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 years, and you know, over a decade. It's it's got to be. So it's it's, it's real exciting. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I am on this wagon, hanging on and bouncing all over the place. Uh, Tim Bean. What's up, Tim? Hopefully you are well. Thanks for stopping in the stream. Uh, Complimentary hockey. These guys are going out and playing for each other. What a start. Yeah. It's the camaraderie in the room is back is just unbelievable this year. Um, Everybody's just happier. You know, they they come to work, they go to work and they do the job, you know, and whether that be, uh, you know, a different work environment, a different message, different system, whatever it is, you got to give kudos for the guys who put this together and that's management. And I'm not a management person. I understand that they take a heap of shit, uh, for past mistakes and, and signings and trades and so on, but ultimately you got to give them, uh, an A plus on the addition of Jim Montgomery over a lot of other coaches that were available and maybe had a little bit more tenure. I think that this Boston Bruins team absolutely needed to get the room and to get the room and be successful. A change had to be made, and I'm all for the I'm all for the change. I wasn't a I wasn't the biggest Cassidy guy, but I also knew he was a decent coach and he and he did really good in his six years here. You know. Uh, I don't know how many 50, 50 win seasons and so on. I know there was 51 last year, but still, it, you got to love how impactful this move on this bench made this team just, just go out and really work for each other. So thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Eric chimes in with, with more facts socks on wood floors equal pain. Yes, sir. I will not carry my shoes down the stairs anymore to sit on my recliner and put my shoes on. My shoes will be put on upstairs and I will be gripping those stairs from now on. Thanks for the advice, Eric. I appreciate that. Off the Wall Hockey, what's up? He's got a fantastic um, YouTube channel. Go check him out. Off the Wall Hockey on YouTube. Subscribe. He does like games. He'll he'll do a whole stream during a game and, and has some other fun stuff too. So he says, uh, "Hey Mark, hope you're doing well. Do you think the Bruins should be in on a big trade target, or if it ain't broke, don't fix it and keep this group as is?" Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the board. I'm on board with a lot of Bruins fans that are just saying, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." Um, I wanted to ask Jim Montgomery at my last. Uh, game, credential game that I went to. Um, but I, I kind of hesitated because the fact is that in, in previous interviews that I've seen on TV, he always references management takes care of the lineup. Uh, uh, management takes care of signing and trading players. I have the lineup card. So I wanted to ask him personally, but I just didn't have time because Uh, It it was kind of weird, but um, I wanted to ask him if, if he had to wear a manager's hat right now after the quarter mark of the season, what would he address if there was one or two moves? Um, I wish I got that question out, but no, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm more in line of let's just see what we have. We still have a long gap um, between now and the trade deadline, to figure what we actually need and don't so uh if it ain't broke don't fix it quite yet but um you know use that trade deadline effectively and you know we know trader donnie is not the greatest uh you know for many bruins fans but still um you know if you if you need to make a move you do it bo is in kansas awesome i love hearing where people are from i truly appreciate that and and my buddy Jared, this ass hat. I love him. Jared, you gotta get down to Boston sometime soon, man. Jump on the wagon. Let's go. I want to see a game with you sometime soon, bud. But it's new found land. Thank you for the uh the uh the lesson there. Yeah, she, Angie said it wasn't bad this time. Car Sir 50. Thanks for coming into the stream, sir. Uh, the kid I'm really looking forward to seeing with the Bruins eventually is Fabian Lysell. Great question, Sir50. Um, I am too. I am too, but I'm patient. I'm I'm real patient on this kid. Uh, as a credential writer that, that covers the Providence Bruins pretty thoroughly, uh, along with some great other uh, members in the media, um, I am on board with keeping him in Providence for the whole year. I just don't. I don't see the the Pasternak or the or the Frank vetrano type campaign that they had in the minor pro level that warrants an immediate like, hey, we we need to make room for this kid and give him a game. Um, I think a full season down in Providence is needed to 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 get that two way. He's really good with the puck. He's creative. And so on, but uh, away from the puck, he still needs to work. A lot of Europeans do that. They just they continually need to learn the game at a shorter ice level, uh, ice space. You know, uh, you're going from international 200 by 85. It's 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 not a snap of, of a finger when it comes to development. So there's a lot of things that, to the game that he needs, and I think that you know, with with Craig Smith definitely not coming back next season, the Bruins would be would be. uh Really out of whack if they sign re-signed him. That's a right wing spot right there that should be available to a player like Fabian as he continues to work. He's an underside forward, but still he he moves well, he skates well, and obviously if you compliment him on a line with with um you know uh, Krejci or Pasternak or whatever, uh if Bergeron comes back or it you're gonna get the best out of him, much like you're getting out of Jake Debrusque right now, but I just think Fabian needs that time and, and uh, Mark Diver uh, from Rinkside, Rhode Island and the NHL.com writer has mentioned that um, team Sweden has uh, called and asked about um, adding him to the, to the, um, to the roster for the the world juniors. And, and I got to agree with Mark. I, I would let him go, let him get that experience and, and, and so on, try to win a, Uh, a champion a world championship and um and just you know add that to the resume but not only that come back to providence you know and and continue to work hard i mean it's just a great thing to do now if if this boston bruins team was riddled with injuries on the forward line and they and the boston bruins were like you know hey we're on the fringe of calling this kid up i wouldn't send i wouldn't send him to sweden but I really don't think that he's going to be in the lineup at all this year. He might get a game at the end of the year or so on, maybe two. Um, But I mean, that's especially if this Boston Bruins team just has a huge gap in between and they can allow some of these veterans and and younger players that are currently on the team to get some rest and, you know, obviously get some thank you games for grinding it out in the minor pros to uh, players like Vinny Letary and, and uh, Fabian Lysell and so on. I mean, yeah, that's where I could see him getting a game, but I don't see him getting into any matchups at all in the next couple of months, so I'd send him to Sweden. Ray Lang says, "Listening from Halifax, Nova Scotia, the home of Boston the, Bruins, the Boston's Christmas tree. Thank you for uh the many years of uh the Christmas tree, uh Ray and fellow uh Halifax natives or Nova Scotians." I love that area. It's been a long time. I was actually talking uh, to my wife Courtney about possibly going up to a place like Cape Breton, and I I want I want to go play some golf up there. I've I've seen amazing golf courses up there. Scott Burchard he jumps in and says, "My favorite all time Bruins moment was when Bork took off the seven for Espo. What's your favorite moment? That was mine." That was mine. Um, yeah, I, w- I was a big Ray Bork fan. As a goaltender, I I didn't really idolize other goaltenders. I did a little bit like Pete Peters and so on. But the way Ray played in front was like I expected every one of my defensemen to play the same way. I was like, I need like my buddy Dale Lind. We grew up together, played at freaking pawn hockey years and years, and he was like my Ray Bork and to uh, you know to his Pete Peters. So nah, it was that was the moment. I mean, that was just class. You know, that's just the way this Boston Bruins organization has players come up like Ray, the quiet type and so on. But the hardworking type, much like how Patrice Bergeron comes in. Darren Burris in the house. What up, Darren? Thank you very much for the birthday wishes. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully you're enjoying the stream and thanks for stopping by. Mark Savastano. What up, Mark? Thank you very much for the birthday wishes. I really appreciate that. Hopefully you are well. Facebook user, um, I think our guys have enough of an edge to look after themselves. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think we need to at, you know, make an addition anywhere uh, for toughness and so on. But obviously, if that toughness happens to go downhill a little bit towards trade deadline, then you can make adjustments then. All right, I got to do an ad read here. So let's get to it. BetOnline.ag remains your number one source for all your football, basketball, and hockey bets this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends all at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is always your continued source for your sports wagering information, featuring featured live betting, free contests, along with live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports favorites, such as the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf and other special sporting events. Head over to the BetOnline.ag website to set up a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first cash deposit. Make sure you use our promo code CLNS50. That's clns 50 to receive all these fantastic rewards. BetOnline.ag. It's where the game starts. We are back. Talking bees. After a little head, uh, word from our presenting show sponsor. BetOnline.ag. Absolutely love those guys. And if you do sign up for an account folks. Please do all your wagering. In a, in a respectful manner. No need to bet the farm. On things that you have no control over. Make the small bets. Make some parlays. parlays can can grow your account if you're really good at it. But like I said, please, please do it in a respectful manner. <laughs> Angie, New Finland, New Finland, don't pronounce found. Okay. <laughs> when you come down to Boston sometime this year, when you fly down here, you'll have to give me an in-person uh, speech uh, therapy on, on how to say these names. <laughs> at least I said say, Cape Breton, right? uh jason jason says there's a lot of uh expiring contracts this year do you think they use next year as a retool and if so is there anybody in providence you see getting a chance other than lysel great question jason um depending on what happens i johnny beecher i'll just say it right now john beecher does need to work a little bit harder down in the ahl uh, currently grinding the fourth line minutes, uh, along with uh, Jakob Lauko. Lalko, uh, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like seeing when I post the um, Providence Bruins uh, lineup for a particular night, and they see great play, uh, good players like Lalko and Beecher and so on. Um, this these are uh, Jakob, Jacob Lalko is gonna get if he gets the call. It's gonna be on the fourth line in my opinion, just my opinion, it's not a bad thing to have him down there grinding away in a role that he's preparing for. If he was preparing for a first or a second line duties up in the NHL, I would expect him to be in the first or second line duties down the A as well. But Ryan Mujanel and past coaches have floated these players around to make sure that they're getting Adequated to the to the all-round game and not just the one-dimensional, I'm a first-line center, I'm the goal scorer here. This is all I do. You know, it's 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 about learning and developing everything. Um it some of it might be uh due to demotions. Um, you know, this this sometimes you look at Johnny Beecher and you could say he could be better here, but then you look at some of his games and he made a couple impacts. So um, I could see John Beecher playing a little bit better this year and kind of earning a spot. If, if uh, Chris Nosek is unable to return. Uh, and, and obviously that spot could also a uh, fourth line center could also go to a guy like Vinny LaTerry. If uh you know, a player like, I mean, he could be the player that pushes Beecher, you know? So there's, there's always that player that we could talk about. And there's always that one player behind him that is also searching for a job. um. Jerji Mikulov, I think he's got a real good game. Still, still, uh, I want to see him be a little bit better away from the puck and so on, but he's creative and so on. So he could be uh, a player. Um, these are also players that I could see they are in their entry-level deals, uh, not next year, but the year after. I mean, a, a Jack O'Shawn is always a player that could be that break glass in case of emergency defenseman. Um, the goaltending has been amazing down there, you know, you kudos to, to, um, Barbara and and Mike Dunham for the job that they've done, um, with this, uh, this goaltending and how they teach the style. It's been amazing. I mean, these goaltenders are really benefiting from it. Uh, Luke Toporowski. I think Luke Toporowski, he's uh, leading the uh, American hockey league with nine goals as a rookie. Uh, I think he gets signed uh, this summer, or if not this summer, it's going to be next year to a two-way deal. I don't know if he'll be up in the NHL anytime sooner than that, but uh, Mark McLaughlin, um, I want to see his offensive skills uh, pick up a little bit more down in Providence. He's uh, To me, he's he is doing some solid things, impactful things, but uh, finishing around the net uh, needs to be a little bit better, in my opinion. I don't even know about Oscar Steen. I mean, I like Oscar Steen's game and so on, but I really don't see him at the NHL level uh, anytime soon. I think this might be the last year for him, much like it was last season for, um, uh, for oh, God, I'm putting a block on his name now. He plays for Colorado, Anton Bleed. So, I don't know. I mean, we d- we'll we see what happens. Um, somebody that could make the jump to the NHL after next year is uh, like a Mason Lowry keep an eye on him of Ohio state because it it's heavily rumored that he's going to be uh, out of there after his sophomore year. Shooter McGavin, Gavin. What's up, man. How's it going? Thanks for uh, interacting on the YouTube as, as always. Sorry that we haven't been around in, in almost a month, but there's uh technical difficulties and a lot of changes going on here at the BNG company. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing on a, a better product uh, for the uh, YouTube viewers. So, and he says, let's go, Bruins. Absolutely. My man, Big Penis, Lenius 35, got his jersey on in the wall, in the mail. Nice. They, oh, Jesus, shooter. Always want for, for uh for the fun, fun interaction. He, <laughs> shooter says, even Frederick is scoring goals. Uh, this is the best season ever. <laughs> True that. Don't make me laugh, shooter. All right. Craig Collier. What's up, Craig? Thanks for coming back. I think I've seen you several times on the previous streams. He says, "Hi Mark, love the Bruins' content you are putting out. I always look forward to yours, Kevin's and Dom's insight on all things Bruins. I know the Bruins had interest in hometown boy Connor Garland thoughts." Interesting. Um Connor Garland's always been like on the Bruins' radar or the Bruins fans' radar for the local ties and so on. And I I get it. I get it but um I don't know I'm not really seeing much of uh his game out in Vancouver right now. Um I know that Vancouver is not doing really good I believe. I do have the standings right here. And they are not uh sitting 6th in the in the Pacific and um they are at a 0.460 when you're looking at um percentage. Uh so I mean they could be making moves. I mean you there's rumors out there that Brock Vessler is going to be moved or maybe Garland and so on. I don't know. Again, Craig, if it's not broke, I'm not going to waste on fixing it. But like I said before, as we get closer to the the trade deadline, if a player like him and his offense is needed here in Boston, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy from it. Um, You know, but as of right now, I would just stand pat until, uh, you know, the shit hits the fan. Ah, Shooter. We need the cheapest fourth line possible going forward. It says Garland is a third liner this season. That's why his production is down. So here's an interesting question, Facebook user. Would you take a chance on Garland with his production down? Or would you do what, like, the Boston Bruins did? when Charlie Coyle's production was down in Minnesota and take a chance on him to see if that, that new area will get out a new player, you know, would, a, you know, would a change of scenery bring out the best in a certain player? So, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not out of the realm to think about. I've seen it several times in my lifetime. The difference, the difference when Fulbert is on the PK is as astronomical such an underrated defenseman. Yes, exactly, Matt. And going back to like the beginning of this, of this uh, live stream and this black and gold hockey podcast, episode 307, I was saying that it was so crucial for a player like him, Allmark and like Felino to, to have that full, that first full season here and then get really acclimated with a full off season and come right into this year. And, and it's, all three of those guys have been paying dividends to be honest with you. It's been amazing. I've honestly, it it is record breaking. You know, captain obvious here. I've never seen a team like this uh, in my Bruins fandom career, to be honest with you. It's awesome. Shooter McGavin, how much do you think Sway will get as an RFA? I'm kind of worried about the combined cap hit of our goalies going forward. Especially if he keeps, if we keep pasta. Great question. Um, hopefully, Swayman is the type of young player that absolutely loves this city and loves working with this team. So, um, I would I would really like Swayman to take a, a two year deal, a bridge deal. He still has to prove it to me. I, I I I think Swayman is a great goalie to have in your system and and hang on to and build on. But I haven't seen any blow away games or anything like that, in my opinion, to warrant we need to sign this player long term, you know, longer than two or three years. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people would love to lock him down because he's a fan favorite and so on. But to me, he's just he's not playing at all mark, um abilities right now, in my opinion. I know he was hurt and so on a little earlier, but. He's, I would say a show me deal two years, 2.5 and then you have allmark at five and then you add my Amesbury math, you add um Swayman at 2.5. that's 7.5 million dollars. That's still not bad. That's still not bad as a tandem in in this league. so um yeah, I, I do want to. I do want Swayman to stick around but i also just i don't want to give him the term and the money just yet because i'm i really haven't seen much of um you know a, a player that can take you on his back like Allmark is doing right now. You know, if Swayman was doing this right now, absolutely i'd be kind of like, yeah, let's do a four year, you know. Sir 50. So nice to see DeBross playing like a first round draft pick. Absolutely. And I I said this last night on Twitter, or maybe it was in a DM with a couple of people that I was talking puck with. I think Jake DeBrusque, his him and his agent mentioned the trade request before the season started last year. The agent made it public in November of last year. But, and then all of a sudden he went, I mean, they went through questions and questions. They were just constantly hampering on him and so on. But the second half of last year, I thought I saw a better Jake DeBrusque going down into the trade deadline when they signed him for, for two more years and so on at $4 million. Very weird situation right there. But besides all the weirdness out of that, I'm glad the Boston Bruins and Jake DeBrusque have come to, you know, a bond here, you know, Um he's he's the player we wanted to 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 draft in 2015 i'm a huge diverse fan i saw him in the whl many times it was it was he's a good good player saw him in providence good player and obviously the first year he came out and had a decent rookie year but then everything kind of trailed off from there maybe that was an indication that the message was not good for him maybe he did want a, you know a different location in the trade market who knows but the way he manned up and said, I need to be a better Jake Dabrowski has really paid dividends now, you know, and and what a year. I mean, he could he could definitely be uh on a career number year, you know. Uh his he just seems more engaged. He seems like he's he has a much more te- uh bigger tenacity to get to the net instead of going in in previous years like riding the boards and, and, and trying to cut in when he's basically, it, it's too late. You're already at the goal line. I think he's making more of a beeline towards the net and, and that shot is, is, is lethal when he uses it. So I'm, I'm happy with, with what we're seeing right now from Jake and, and definitely hopefully it continues because when, when these lines are all clicking and he's going along with it, this, I mean, it's, it's just really good. And that's why you're seeing the, the goal differential this year is that everybody's bought in offensively and you could love to see it. Eric says spot on Mark, love the Swayman take. All there. Will you as we normally are with the goalie talk. Oh, thank you very much. Sorry I hacked that. I'm not a very good reader. That's why we're getting Steve Fionni on next week to be the lead host cuz he's a better speaker than I am. We got going right through these. Thank you so much everybody. Seriously appreciate the interaction on here. Yeah, I mean, I haven't stopped. I'm just like going, 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 and uh, we'll see what happens. Shooter says on, uh, I think this is on the uh, Sway Talk. I'm afraid some team is going to give him a wild offer, but at least we have Allmark for a few more years. Ooh, is Shooter McGavin thinking that Swayman could be offer sheeted? That's what I'm reading. Shooter, you're crazy. Cray cray shooter. All right, Jason. Always good with the questions. Love the interaction, my man. Garland would be okay, but I think I'd rather save the cap space going forward to try to sign a top C going forward. Maybe someone like Horvat or Larkin. Yeah, those. I mean, those are centers that you you really would love to target if a post Bergeron happens. You know, if he retires and goes on. You got to get somebody else in line. But if you can't, if you can't go after those types of players, like you mentioned, Jason, what were your thoughts on like a stopgap for like, um, um, oh no, I had his name. He plays in St. Louis and he's always considered for a, a sulky trophy within the top five. Is it Ryan O'Reilly? I think that, I think it's o, O'Reilly. I would like see what, what if Bergeron's not coming back and O'Reilly assessed in the market next year, I wouldn't mind bringing him on. That guy works really hard and he's a damn good freaking um, two way forward. And he's got some size and some grit. So I don't know. Just something I thought of, but I do like the idea of Horvat and Larkin. Larkin would be huge shooter coming in with a he says, I was an idiot last summer who thought we should deal all Mark. Thank you. God, they don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, shooter. Craig Collier comes back. How about going big name hunting from the Blues uh, at the trade deadline uh, in Tarasenko? I know uh, the tank had the Bruins on the on his accepted trade list before. Um, oof. I don't know. He's a veteran that I, I don't even know. I got to get out more and 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 see some of these uh, other games. I am just totally tapped into the Boston Bruins um, and the Providence Bruins, the Maine Mariners and prospects around that. I just don't have time to really, you know, go around the league. That's why I love podcasts because podcasts, when I go to work, I seriously subscribe to like 140 podcasts and I will religiously listen to it. if they only, if they produce content every week, I'll listen to him, but it gives me a better perspective of what's going on around the league. And I just really haven't heard much from Tarasenko. So I I could be wrong, but, um, you know, he's a right wing. He's, you know, he's got some skill and so on. Some speed, you know, the injury history is a little, little much for me. Craig Collier uh, back again. We should also resign Cliffy to a three year, three million or 3.5. Yeah, uh, he already went through the three-year, three million. So I think he's going to, him and his camp are going to want a little increase. So if they do resign him at all. Gail comes back. Saw someone ask who the alumni goal is. Keith Sagee played in net yesterday. Ray Crofts was a forward and registered two helpers. Thanks, Gail. Was he, like, a, a Bruin? I don't remember seeing that name. You had to be a Bruin if you were playing in the alumni game. And even uh, Bo says, thanks, thanks, Gail. Class act, that Bo. Uh, shooter, 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 shooter. I really don't want to make big deadline deal. The team's chemistry is too good. Where we are Where? Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, let's not... Fix anything that's not broken. <laughs> Bo O'Reilly is more of a Bruin style player than Tarasenko. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but also the they play two different uh, roles. Uh, one's a center and one is a right wing. Jason says uh, O'Reilly would be a good as well. Maybe Strom in Anaheim might be worth a shot as well. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Jason, haven't you been on the Strom train a lot lately? Uh, particularly over the off season i'm not I'm not sure he's a Salem State alumni. Maybe there were no Bruins available. maybe uh Cleon Daskalaskis wasn't available or Rob Tallis or Pete Peters or Gilles Gerbert <laughs> uh anyway, let's get back to these. Bo says not Strom Larkin would be good, but don't think he'll he'll bail, yeah. No, I think, I think, um, what's his name? Steve Eisenman will do whatever he takes to, uh, to keep him around. It's a cap, it's a cap world, man. You gotta, it's, it's all about the numbers and being compliant. So, unfortunately, I mean, look at Chicago for so many years to be cap compliant, they would have to get rid of so many of their young talent. And because Taves and Kane were signed at 10.5 each. So, I mean, um, What's his name? He plays for the Rangers right now. Ah, I'm so bad with names. But he was cut. Uh, Taro Taro Vinen was cut, you know, because there were cap casualties. A solid C always needed. Wingers are everywhere to find. True that. Uh, Matt Hunt also agree with O'Reilly. Struggled this season, but still a solid two-way C. Yeah, they don't. if if you could play a solid two-way game, I think you can thrive anywhere in the NHL. I, but moving from a place like St. Louis where Craig Berube's message might be a little stale or maybe he's getting sick and tired of, of joining Bennington's bullshit, you know, maybe a move to Boston would, would just increase his talents and so on. And Jason says the other Strom brothers who I wanted. I think you were talking about one of the Stromes. That's why I brought it up. Jesus, we've been going an hour and 12 minutes. I feel like I haven't shut up. You guys are amazing. Thank you very much for all the interaction on the, uh, the live chat. It's, it's been really fun. I normally don't like doing these because I, I hate being alone doing this, but no, you guys are amazing. This has been awesome. And the time just has flown by. Um, I'm covering the uh, – I'm not going to the game. I am i can't move very well, but I am covering the uh, Providence Bruins game against the Hartford Wolfpack at 3 p.m. this afternoon. So this is really good to, um, you know, to talk about, uh, you know, all different levels of the Boston Bruins organization. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Gun Toten Granny. I love that. I know her name is Bo, but that's awesome. Hit the like and share. I appreciate that um yeah so providence is in uh they they won last night uh uh come from behind victory two to one over Springfield. uh really good game um so and they're and they're doing well too you might as well talk about providence for a little while but uh they are they are after 21 games played they're 13-3-3-2 with 31 points they um are five two and two and one in the last 10 and currently sit in the first place in the um atlantic division and uh the hartford wolfpack who they're playing today are in the last place in eighth, uh with five eight one and four record at 15 points and they are currently on a three-game losing streak three four three in the last ten so hopefully the uh, Providence Bruins can uh, finish the two-game weekend up uh, t- this afternoon uh, at the uh, Amica Pavilion um, Arena in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. Um, so, like I said, that th- th- this organization from the Amer- the NHL to the AHL has just been two wagons that I'm I'm kind of like jockeying back and forth on. It's been a lot of fun doing. Awesome insight as always, my. Thank you very much, Facebook user. I truly appreciate it. Matt Hunt, shout out to Dom. How is he, by the way? Unfortunately, a little update about our boy Dom. Um, I think a week ago he uh, DM'd Kevin and I and said that he was back in the hospital. Um, he was having some chest issues and wanted to get checked out. Uh, you know with. Uh, what he's, what's going on with him, any little feeling could be a major one. So it was good for him to get to the hospital as soon as possible and have these tests done. I'm not sure if he's back home yet. I haven't gotten the update, but um, I did get a message today from him. And uh, I think I have a recorded message from his grandson who uh, sang me happy birthday. So he's uh, if, if that says anything that he's in the good spirits at least and, and looking forward to him coming back on the program when he can um before he was in the hospital he was actually out on the rinks in the OHL in southern ontario making the rounds doing the scouting and so on and he wasn't uh, quite available for the program but you know uh kevin's coming back soon too he's getting uh his his life straightened out so I, I well look I'm looking forward to having those two guys back when we can but I'm really looking forward to uh, this new addition, Steve Fiori, um, uh joining the pod next week, and I think that's uh, going to provide a um, a little bit of a different aspect to what we do on a weekly basis. Add another person, a new voice, and so on. Much like Jim uh, Montgomery coming to Boston, you know, we get another a new guy and see where we go from there. Because I like what we have here. Um, you know, we we're I think we do some pretty decent Bruins content. I think we interact with a lot of great people, and I love doing stuff like this. I might not have the all the best answers or the right ones, and so on, but I really love talking hockey with you, great people. So, and the support has been amazing. You know, we're gonna win the Calder and Stanley Cup. That would be amazing. That would absolutely be amazing. Uh, the Calder Cup has not been won in Providence since. I want to say 1999 and they, they came to Providence in 1992 from the Maine Mariners. And that would be awesome too. Oh, I mean, I love Providence. I really do. It's one of my favorite cities to go to Trinity brew house, you know, get the Rhode Island IPA all the time and the Reuben. Um, And uh, geez, there's, there's several good restaurants down there that, are so good to go to. Um big fan of Providence. Stanley Cup, I'm not sure yet. I really want to get into February and March to really really put my thumb down on if this team can really really do it. I have faith, but man, anything could happen. Anything could happen. This league is 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 so good that things can change in a moment, so. Um Granny says, I found you through Ange, I think. Angie's doing our scouting? That's awesome. Now I definitely have to put her on the payroll and get her down to Boston. Ah, Shooter. He was always an Ice Cats fan growing up in the AHL. Fun, especially for the kids. Yeah, and that's why the AHL gravitates to those three and three weekend games. Cause they know that family availability is, is at the outmost during those three games. And it's a grind for players. I talk to players all the time and they just say, yeah, I mean, we're skating. It's awesome to skate all the time and so on, but it's a, it's a heavy grind. Um, oh, speaking, speaking of Fabian Lysel, um, I do want to say that he's been out for the last two games uh, with a non COVID uh, illness. So he's not traded. He's not getting called up. He's not, you know, uh, have COVID or anything like that. So I just want to um, just want to clarify that. I forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah, the uh, Worcester Ice Sharks, uh, Ice Cats. I remember seeing those uh, guys all the time, uh, especially when they played Providence. I was a season ticket holder up in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire for a full season but I would go to like probably 12 to 15 games a year and uh, go up there and see Providence. They played 12 times. So six home, six away. It was always, I love Manchester. Manchester should get AHL back. It's so sad that that, that city doesn't, uh, doesn't have uh, the AHL anymore. Keep hitting up the, uh, the comments. If you don't mind, I'd like to go a little longer. I mean, we, we can go up to two o'clock if we, if, if we can. So. Uh do Jason. They could win the Calder and they would still rank them in this yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Wouldn't that be that would be so funny to go to like uh Dom Lecision, a fantastic writer for the uh, for the athletic, absolutely talented writer. But to all those all those guys that do articles about prospect rankings, you win a Calder Cup and then you just throw that back in their face. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. What do we got now? Keep them going. Keep them going. They made a huge marketing mistake by changing the team name to the the NHL names. Yeah. That may be true. I'm not sure. Oh, Jason. With Boston so close to the cap, could they even call up someone for injuries? No. As of right now, I think I looked at the salary cap last night, and there was $47,000 Forty-seven or thirty-seven thousand dollars in cap space, so not much. It's there's a lot of massaging that has to happen from from uh, Evan Gold, the uh, the capologist for the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, right now we're not we don't have Craig Smith in the lineup, so his three point something is is off the books. So when he gets healthy, it's still still something that needs to be done. Gail, Gail is a. Uh, she comes back. I miss having hockey and Lowell at the Songus. Uh, the Devils were a fun team to cover. Yes. Yeah. Those a were, those were good games. Remember to go see a Providence Bruins games at the Songus. Manchester Monarchs games and so on. Lowell Lock Monsters. Those are always fun. Matt Hunt comes in and says, I really hope it's not written in the stars what we lose are on beating home record to Cassidy's Golden Knights. You know, somebody brought this up on Twitter and asked me about it, basically saying it was not an agree or disagree answer, but more or less like, do I think that Cassidy can come into Boston tomorrow and pick apart this Boston Bruins team? Now, yeah, I could see that happen if it was Cassidy versus Cassidy. Now it's Cassidy versus. Jim Montgomery and I I'm seeing two different styles in how these how Cassidy coached previously and how Jim Montgomery comes in today and and the tremendous job that him and his staff have done so I don't I mean obviously the video is huge these days and I'm sure he's been doing his due diligence with his video coach but I don't think Cassidy has seen this team enough especially this is the first game that they'd be playing tomorrow night. Hopefully my boy, uh, Mike Sullivan from Black and Gold Productions, sports media company, gets his credentials to cover that game tomorrow night because that would be huge for him. Um, I don't see Cassidy picking apart this team because it's different. Like I said, if it was Cassidy versus Cassidy, yeah, I could see him picking apart his own system and how he trained those guys. But with longer leashes and a little more creativity, I think it's going to be hard for for Bruce uh, to really, you know, I- expose anything. So I'm on board with with, um, you know, 14, 15 in a row. Uh, Gail says, which of the games Carolina. Two versus Tampa Bay Penguins abs, do you think was the best showing for this team? Uh Tampa Bay was a good was a good game and the abs obviously beating them twice uh, yeah Tampa Bay Tampa Bay and the abs I I pick with the best games we we know that we can play with the elite teams in this league right now you know and if if that if that just keeps up it that's, just, that's gravy for us Bruins fans you know shooting McGavin says this Bruins team would run circles around Bruce's Bruins teams trying to win every game one nothing yeah exactly you know, and, and that's an indication why the gold differential is so high this year. It's it's a league best, like forty something. And you know, I, I just I think Bruce is way too defensive for his for his style and what this team had capabilities for when you think about the offensive side of the coin. And I, I'm I'm Montgomery over uh Cassidy all day, every day. Bo says Montgomery speaks to his speaks to those guys with such respects, respect makes it better locker room. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's when my, when my boss comes into my room and he's, and he's in a pissy mood, it's never a freaking good scene, but when he comes in there and he pats you on your back and says, Hey, you're doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. You get motivated by stuff like that. And this Boston Bruins team and the younger members of this team that are getting the opportunities for NHL time are just, they're really, they're really benefiting the best out of it because he's, he's not just pointing fingers. You do this, you do that PK, blah, blah, blah. He's on the bench, talking to the players. When the, when the camera is all over on the bench and he's looking He's excited. He just reminds me of like a player on the bench. Like he never left, but even though he is the coach. Um, this is Jason. And he says, Debrus scores the game winner in overtime against Vegas and waves to Cassidy as he skates behind the bench. That would be freaking awesome. Yes, that would be absolutely awesome. I remember it was a couple of games ago. Somebody did that. I think it was Kirby Dock. Kirby Dock plays from Montreal and won it in overtime. He did the same thing. Did the the Hulk Hogan. I'm not a wrestling guy, so I don't know the hand signals. But, you know, hey, calling it out. Shooter McGavin says, This style is the way we are more likely to get players on discounts because they know it's going to be fun and they're going to put up stats. Great, great, great statement right there, Shooter. Absolutely. This, what other teams and players are seeing, like if you're a free agent next year, you're telling your agents, hey, go talk to Boston. If I can sign there as a free agent, I'll do it. You know, this, this is great. it, It does. It, it provides other players that want to come to Boston and be a part of this. You know, if you're, You're not a number, you're a family member, kind of, sort of, you know. Players and workers, uh, you know, commonly enjoy that, that camaraderie and so on. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Oh, let's see what we got here. Sorry if if you touched on this, but what are your thoughts on the Jack Edwards, Pat Maroon comments? To me, as a broadcaster he crossed the line not professional at all. Yeah. I, I think Jack reached a little bit and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on him for it and so on, but yeah, he did. He did reach a little bit and, and, you know, I, I give it to Maroon for, for, you know, coming back and, and doing what he did is starting a, a, a fund with $2,000 or whatever. I think Jack matched it. I'm not overly sure about that, but Jack also had a statement as well. So Um, I don't know. It's kind of water under the bridge now, Um, but this ought to be a shot to like Nesson and so on about uh, his longevity as, as the, um, you know, the play-by-play announcer, you know, I've, I've never been a huge fan of Jack's and so on. I, I'm more of a fan of Brickley and, and the way he, he talks a game to like the, the people that might not know a lot about hockey. I think he, he translates very well. Um, while Jack is more just the uh, the one-liners and so on, um, I don't know if I can hear uh, the rolling home to you. The you know when a puck goes down for icing and and you uh, a coin that won't get tossed. It's like come on, we need we need new stuff, man. I'm not too privy on all that stuff. I mean, I know what happened and so on. I saw the backlash and and this and that, but I don't. It doesn't bother me. Shooter disagrees, but that's all right. We're all a family here. Um, Facebook user, this team is still defensive minded, only given up 13 third period goals in 23 games. Bruins are and always have been defensive minded first, yeah, I believe so. But that's what wins championships, too. It's not just how good defensively you are during the regular season to get yourself in the playoffs. But that's also a huge, huge asset to have when you're going into the playoffs and you're trying to win a Stanley cup. I mean, defense is huge. There's no doubt about it. Shooter says, if I'm a player who had a down year and needs one year to prove one year prove it deal, I am looking at the bees for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Much like what um, Taylor Hall did in Buffalo. You know, I mean, Taylor Hall could have played great and not resigned here and his value would have been, you know, much higher. But I think it in this time of his career, he wants to be with Boston. He wants to stay here as long as he can, because there's a winning culture here and he has not have a Stanley Cup yet. So and I think this could be the uh, the best chance for a player like him. I don't think it bothered Maroon as much, that much. He just thought of us fat people at home. (laughs) Don't make me laugh, Granny. Jesus Christ, my sides are killing me. (laughs) Oh, that's hurting so bad. In the playoffs, we are going to split up or two horse. What? In the playoffs, we are going to split up. Or two horse defensemen, and it's gonna be real tough for the opposition to match up. Yeah, um, I kind of think that our only question mark, is, and it's really not even a question mark, is the third pairing. I think that um, you, your top four are already kind of a lot for the season, regardless of where Montgomery puts these guys. Because I know, you know, right now it's like a, a McAvoy Grizzlick and that's a, a Carlo um, Lindholm. And you know, and uh, Clifton and um and a forbert. Uh, but you know I like the creativity that John Gruden has along with with um with Jim Montgomery on uh, on the best pairings for each lineup they face. So uh, I like the way the defense is right now. I mean, we do have a little bit of depth, not that much depth, um, but that could also be addressed before the trade deadline. Um, Gail says to Granny, I disagree. I read comments from Maroon regarding how his teammates brought it to his attention, and he thought it was too much because it wasn't just one comment. He went on for a minute, yeah, he kind of rambled on for a while, and that's it. We are caught up on the questions. We had just passed an hour and a half of time. So with that being said, I think I'm going to wrap up this uh, this live stream um, and get ready for the province Bruins game with puck drop at three o'clock against the visiting Hartford Whalers Hartford Whalers. Ah, the Hartford Wolfpack. So um, I want to personally thank everybody for doing this with me. I really appreciate this. Um, We're going to be doing a lot more of these uh, probably during the week. Um, so like maybe one night out of the week, we pick like a Tuesday or a Thursday where the Bruins don't play and, um, we'll get together and just uh, kind of shoot the shit for uh, some extra content. Uh, maybe even make this like a, a bonus episode every week. If, uh, if people like it, you know, um, also, also, you know, people are welcome to join me here as well. If you can talk Bruins and you can, you know, be, Um, appropriate and so on, please let me know. I'd love to have other people on and just sit there and do like round table stuff, you know, now and during the season. So, uh, please don't be afraid to reach out and let me know if you want to join. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Granny says, Feel better and happy birthday. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. Uh, Jason says, Have a good one. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. And um, go Bruins and go Pete Bruins. Glad to hear you were, you were doing more. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying shooter. I know you're a big, big supporter over on the, um on the uh, YouTube and I appreciate you typing out questions and so on from the things that we said. So um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody. It's been real fun. This has been uh, probably one of the better ones that I've done by myself because of the interaction and everybody coming in here and just filling the, this, um, live chat with just so much things to talk about. So, um, I want to say, uh, uh, Gail says, thanks Mark. Great answers. Thanks for your time. Happy birthday and get better soon. We need our boss, man, healthy at BNG. Uh, and yeah, definitely uh, give Gail a follow on Twitter. She's a, she's good. Um, She's got great content and so on. She's credentialed media along with me and several other people at our Bruins, uh, at a small sports media company. But um, yeah, again, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. This is episode 307. I, um, I want to take an opportunity while I have you all here to talk about our Patreon. We do have a Patreon account and uh, we give away a hand-signed jersey every month. So the month of October, we gave away a Boston Bruins uh, prize bundle, which was four items that was signed by Ray Bork, Uh, a signed jersey, a signed mini helmet, a signed eight by 10 and a signed puck. That was our welcome back to hockey uh, October giveaway. This past month we gave away an Andy Moog jersey and that went to Cody Stevens. Uh, Thank you very much, Cody. And then, Obviously, we're in a new month. It is December, so we'll be giving away a Derek Sanderson signed jersey right here. If you go to Patreon.com slash and Gold Hockey Podcast and you donate $1 per episode, you'll be available to get into these monthly drawings. And they're a lot of fun. And we get all of our uh, signed Bruin items from Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. And uh, he's a fantastic guy. Gives us amazing stuff an amazing deal so if you feel like it please go over there and donate we what we do is we take your dollar and uh we put half of it to pay the some of the bills here uh from your contributions and the other half of that dollar we roll into more giveaways for future months so it's a nice way to say thank you very much for for what you guys do for us on a on a monthly basis so um, I want to say thank you very much to show sponsor BetOnline.ag. Please go there and check out their uh sign up for a free account and use the promo code that's 50 I would truly appreciate it. Uh Matt Hunt says, Great stream. Thanks as always. Let's go, with bees. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you very much uh, for coming in again. I see you regularly when I put these streams up. So um it's always good to have. Uh, some familiarity with uh, some folks that keep coming back all the time, and I've gotten to to see and and meet and answer some questions from some some new members, which we hope will come back uh, for future streams and uh, subscribe to our Black and Gold Hockey podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, and also, really, really, really would really appreciate if you click the um, the subscribe button and the thumbs up. Uh, that does a great deal for our for our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we are going to be getting better at the YouTube channel and and more consistent. But we're going through a transition right now. We brought on Brightspace Media uh, Marketing, sorry, Brightspace Marketing, and uh, Nick is going to help us. Uh, make this YouTube channel that much more better and more uh, user friendly. So, so no, no problem. Right, Angie, Angie, sorry, I was kind of quiet baking. Yeah, I was too, but I'm baking the. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> all right, all right. With that being said, so I gotta stop laughing because it's starting to hurt. All right, um, again. Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate every you guys. Look look at Granny. I love you, man. I love you, too. Oh, you're the best. All right, guys. that is it for the stream? Let's go Providence Bruins. And obviously, let's go Boston Bruins tomorrow night when Bruce Cassidy comes back. And uh, we make this uh, 14 in a row. Uh, 15 in a row. My numbers, my math. You guys all know that. But anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Be safe. And um, if I don't see you guys uh on the stream or on the twitter at all please i hope that you and your families have a safe and happy holiday coming up uh the month of december is uh it's the end of the year it's coming fast but um it is the holiday time so hopefully you have uh you have ability to share with your friends and family and be safe about it and if you're drinking please get an uber lyft or a cab i would really appreciate that because i want to see you guys back here talking boston bruins on a regular all right i'm done yapping i will see you all next time thank you so much for the support guys you're absolutely amazing if i could hug every one of you i would but anyway peace out thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the black and Go hockey podcast Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at Pod at BNG Productions, at Blackandgold277, and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official blackandgoldhockey.com website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out.